Are you talking yourself into failure? Let's talk about this today. Hey, welcome to the Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kame, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm gonna give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Hashtag Winning. Uriel Kane here, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. And I want to share one of the most important things that I don't think a lot of people are even aware of is how they talk to themselves and, and the language, the self-talk that they use and, and how detrimental it can be to their own happiness, to their uh, ability to succeed in life and in business. And I share this because I see this in clients and I see this with, with everyone else in life as well. So I want to use a couple examples. I'm worried. I'm anxious. I'm freaking out. If you have that internal dialogue, you're fucked. I'm sorry. Okay. To be able to even type or verbalize that represents, I mean, I can only imagine the, the strength of that internal language must be significantly higher to be able to overly verbalize that publicly. And I'm sharing this with you because if that's the internal dialogue, you have to stop it and reframe it instantaneously. Our life is a reflection of a lot of different things, but primarily how you go through life and how you experience life is going to be in some way, shape or form shaped and influenced by your self-talk. So if you talk to yourself like a piece of shit, <laughs> like you're not, you're living, you're living your life in that form, right? It's not empowering. It's not resourceful. So let's just use the example. You're trying something new. Could be working out, could be something in your business. I'm worried. I'm anxious. I'm freaking out. Those are three very strong emotions. Freaking out, probably the strongest out of the three, which if you think about them, are those resourceful emotions? No, they're not. Now, emotions can obviously give us signals which are very useful if we understand what they mean. A lot of times, emotions around fear, right, which which is essentially what these are. Fear, part of its job is to stimulate us into action. I'm scared of something, so we get into fight or flight. We either run or we fight. What happens, though, in the modern day is people get paralyzed and they stop. So if we think about this in the wild, if you go into, I'm anxious, I'm worried, I'm freaking out, and you don't do anything, you're essentially dead. Okay, the lion's coming to get you. I want you to reframe those and first and foremost, just take a step back and and just put things into context. Is this really worth freaking out about? Is this the end of the world? No, it's not. Freaking out would be like, there's a meteor coming to the planet. At that point, maybe you can freak out a little bit. But even then, it's like, well, you can't do anything to change it, so you might as well just just like relinquish all control and enjoy your last few minutes. But here, when you have something that is in your control, fear can be a very powerful motivator, assuming you use it to do something about it. Part of the reason for this series, guys, is because so many people say they want stuff and want an improvement in their life. And instead of using fear to move them forward, they get absolutely stone cold paralyzed and they revert back into safety, which is their comfort zone. And unfortunately, they're not happy where they are, which is why they sought out change in the first place. But then they bump up against that comfort zone edge and they're like, fuck this, I'm going back to my blankie. So I want you to think about, at least this is what has been useful for me. Okay. Now I'm sharing this because I used to be the guy who had these emotions and to some degree still do, but I don't 
label them in the same fashion. So let's say 15 years ago, Yuri would have used words like I'm anxious, I'm freaking out, etc. So I listen, like if you have those feelings and those thoughts, that's totally fine. It's all, it's all good. Like it doesn't mean you're a lesser person or whatever, but I'm sharing this with you because hopefully this can give you some intel and insight to be able to shift that. So when I was in those emotions, I would have those knots, those butterflies in my stomach, that nauseous feeling that my life was spiraling out of control and I could do nothing about it. And that's because I wasn't in control of my mind, right? When you realize that your mind is an amazing tool, but not a good master, and you start to recognize that you have control over your thoughts, you can change your future. So how can we reframe anxious, worried, fearful, I'm freaking out? Well, let's just kind of put a positive spin on this. Maybe it's like, okay, I acknowledge that feeling. I acknowledge that emotion. Why am I feeling that way and what's the message it might be sending me maybe i have to learn something maybe i have to be better prepared like if you think of if we think of fear and confidence on two sides of the spectrum so on one side you're fearful and on the other side you're confident why would you go into a scenario being confident it's probably because you're very capable you have competence and you're well prepared like you've done it many times before with fear a lot of it is because we're not prepared it's unknown we're not that competent there. So when I was young and I was playing soccer, I remember when I was, I don't even know what the age, 12, 13, I remember sitting in my mom's car on the way to an indoor soccer game. And I remember the feeling of anxiety I used to get in my stomach. And that was a state of fear. It was a state of fear because I wasn't confident enough at that point to step onto the field and be like, dude, you're not gonna score on me ever. And I, I think part of it is recognizing that like, it's okay to feel these things, but part of what I want to encourage you in this in this video is to help you understand that you can change those thoughts and those beliefs. It's just a matter of being mindful of them and then taking steps to reframing them. So if we are experiencing fear, it might be, well, what don't I know? What, how do I have to better prepare for this situation? Or maybe, listen, it's all good. I'm, it's okay to fear fear. It's okay to feel fearful. It's the same physiological response as arousal in a lot of cases, right? When we're really pumped about something, that adrenaline response. Cool. So let me use that and take action. And by the way, I don't need to get this perfect. I just need to get it going because in taking action, I will learn. Let me backtrack. I think a lot of times we run into these harmful, these emotions and this self-talk that doesn't support us because a lot of what we're looking at, we think is black and white, it's zeros and ones. It's very binary. If this doesn't work, I'm fucked. But it's like, well, hold on. Like, what are we talking about? Like, if this doesn't work, are you talking about like running a Facebook ad or your first enrollment call? Or are we talking about like, if you're flying to space, like if you fly to space and the shuttle blows up, yeah, you're fucked. But we're not doing that. We're talking about some really simple, basic, rudimentary things in your life. Quick little break in the show for you. Are you in our Healthpreneur Hub Facebook group? If not, I want to hook you up. I share some amazing resources in there, including free reports, videos, trainings, obviously more connection to me. And we have thousands of other health professionals and coaches who are in that group actively seeking to grow their business online. If you'd like to join us, let me hook you up with a link. It's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. That's forward slash H-U-B. Once again, that's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. Go there now, join the group. And when you're in there, just drop me a little note to welcome yourself. Let us know what you're up to. And I look forward to seeing you inside, connecting with you a little more personally. And once again, that's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. Now let's get back to the show. 
I want to give you an example. And oh my God, I can't even remember his name. He's a famous astronaut. He's Canadian and he's a very popular guy. And I don't remember his name, so I apologize. But anyways, so he was, when he was in space, he got into a situation where he was working on the outside of the International Space Station. Yeah, not on the inside, on the outside, floating around in space doing his stuff. And what happened was there was a leak in his uh, part of like the protective surface of his helmet. And he actually got blinded in one eye. And just take it, put yourself in the situation. You're on the outside of the International Space Station. So we're not talking about running a Facebook ad, <laughs> for contrast. And you temporarily go blind in one eye. How are you going to respond? Then it got worse. He went totally blind because it got into his other eye. Temporarily, obviously, it wasn't forever. So what was interesting about this story, and I remember seeing this or hearing this somewhere, and I can't remember, and I apologize that I can't remember his name. But what was interesting is him talking about how he would respond to this situation. It's like, well, he could feel his way back in. He could um, freak out. You know, he could take a breath and figure out a solution. Maybe he was kind of radioing for help or whatever it was. But the way he handled the situation was with grace and composure. Now, many astronauts, I should say, are also former pilots. And I believe he was a former fighter pilot. And what I love about fighter pilots is not just because they fly amazing aircraft, which I love, but they are in some of the most stressful situations and they are trained every single day on how to handle the worst case scenarios. When I got my pilot's license, and I wish it was flying fighter jets, but it wasn't. It was flying a Cessna 152. 50 hours or so of training. And I'd say three quarters of those hours were emergency procedures, which is essentially, okay, fly to 5,000 feet, kill the engine. What are you going to do? And you don't freak out. You don't freak out, right? Like Winston Churchill or the famous saying, stay calm, carry on. When you understand how to deal with adversity with grace and composure, you don't freak out over stuff. And so when I talk about the best way to deal with fear is through preparation and then action, this is an example, is pilots, most of their training is worst case scenario emergency procedures. And the beautiful thing about air flying or air travel is that the reality is like so few of them ever happen. Like if you think of every airport in the world and the number of planes taking off and landing every single day, and then you compare that to the number of automobile accidents, you should be like freaking out, quote unquote, if, if you were to step in a car, right? Not on a plane. But it's just because of the gravity of the situation if a plane were to fall out of the sky is so much worse, right? So pilots spend most of their time training for emergency procedures so they are prepared and confident if those things did end up happening. So when you have a fighter pilot who's gone through some of the probably the, the craziest situations that most of us would ever dream of experiencing, and then you throw him into space, he has that foundation of being able to handle things with calm. And in like again, in any kind of emergency procedure, whether it's a, an airline incident or whatever, the most important thing is to stay calm. But what do humans do is they freak out, flip out, and this is the natural tendency for most people. And if you look at how most people respond to bad situations like that, I think it gives us a glimmer or a glimpse into the vast majority of how people operate their lives. If we have 100 people in a room and something happens, like a fire or we're stuck in an elevator or whatever it is, most people in that room will freak out. And that's because most people in life freak out over stupid shit. They don't know how to handle challenges and pressure with grace and composure. And it's not that you have to train to be like in an elevator and trapped or be in a you know, fire infested room. But if you can train your brain, which you can, 
to look at everyday situations or situations in your business as really not the end of the world in the grand scheme of things and ask yourself, how can I better plan or prepare for this? How can I take action through this? Knowing that I might fail, but I'm not really failing. I'm learning, right? The only time we fail is when we just stop. So it's like, cool, I'm going to take action. And maybe my goal is not to hit it rich right away. It's just to learn something because if I can make progress, I can learn faster. I look at failure as accelerated learning. That's all it is. So replace failing with accelerated learning. That's all, right? So for people who don't take action, they're not learning. They're staying safe because they don't have the balls or whatever, or the reframe in their head to move through the fear because they think it's black or white. What I'm suggesting to you is live in the gray. You don't have to go from A to Z. You just have to go from A to B and then from B to C. And then as you're moving through this process, you're not freaking out. You're course correcting. You're getting feedback and you're internalizing that and saying, cool, what's the lesson that I have to learn here? Okay. What did I learn? How can I improve? What did I learn? How can I improve? What did I learn? How can I improve? Just keep doing that over and over and over again. And you go from A to B and eventually to Z, as opposed to saying, I'm not a Z yet. I'm freaking out. And this like, guys, I don't care how old you are. I've worked with thousands upon thousands of adults and it's no different, no different in the slightest to working with my kids. I'm telling you, adults are big babies. That's it. We are all the same. And the only question I have for you is how evolved are you or how willing are you to evolve yourself? Because if you're not where you want to be, let's say business-wise, it's because quite honestly, you're not the type of person you need to be yet in order to be where you want to be. That's the reality. You don't have what it takes. Simple. And the good news is that you're also this amazing evolutionary machine, which means you can change and adapt to your environment and based on stimuli and learning better than almost anything on this planet. But it's a choice. You can either move through this fear one step at a time, or you can stay stuck and revert back to the comfort zone where nothing improves. And then you just live your life there. And this is where most people live. This is why this series is so important. And I, you know, I appreciate you guys for, for tuning into this because I think you guys understand that there is no business growth without personal growth. Your business only grows to the extent that you do. And if your mindset is small, your business is small. If you continue to expand your mindset and your comfort zone and your ability to handle difficult situations and step into fear, take calculated risks, understand that it's not the International Space Station, it's not a big deal, you're going to be a lot better off. And so I encourage you as we finish off here is to really just diagnose and introspect and be aware of your own self-talk. If it's not empowering, if it's worst case scenario, what is, you know, why isn't this working? What if this doesn't work out? Oh my God, I'm going to fail. I'm worried. I'm anxious. I'm free. Like those thoughts are attracting into your life more of that stuff. And energetically, you cannot be vibrating high when you feel like that. On the totem pole of emotions, those emotions are at the bottom, right? The only ones that are lower than those are hopelessness and helplessness. And at that point, you're just like, what's the point of even waking up in the morning? So what I'm encouraging you to do here is to go from those feelings and use those to prepare, plan, and then take action or just take action. And at the same time, choosing a better feeling thought. You have the choice at any moment to think what you think. No one putting a gun to your head and shooting thoughts into your head. Now, we've all been conditioned for our whole lives, our entire lives, from our parents, from the shit we watch on TV, from the stuff we listen to, all the inputs 
have programmed our software. And if your tendency is to revert into those types of thought patterns, it's not your fault, right? You've simply been installed a program that doesn't support you. But just because it's your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility to do something about it. This is why you have to work on yourself on a daily basis. And it starts by introspection. It starts by recognizing that this isn't supporting you. And how do I choose something better to think about? And honestly, it doesn't matter what you think about. If you feel happier thinking about your dog, or if you look at your dog, I don't know, I don't know, remind us she's outside. If giving your dog a hug makes you feel better temporarily, just do more of that. You have to find something to get out of your state to shift so we can change our internal self-talk. We can change how we use our body. So obviously, if you don't feel that great, if you're feeling a little bit worked up and anxious, go for a run. I mean, I can't stand running, but it's the only thing that moves faster than my brain. So I love getting exhausted because now it's like, dude, just stop talking, just stop thinking, clarity of space. So we can use our body to change our mind and we can change our mind to you know, change the way our body feels. So whatever's gonna work best for you, okay? So I hope that makes sense. If you ever get yourself caught in those negative thought patterns, fix them right away or at least acknowledge them, choose something better to focus on, recognize that fear, it's all good. We all experience it. The only difference is what are you gonna do about it? Successful people feel the fear and do it anyways, as that book famously once said, right? So with that said, hope you found this episode well. If anything has resonated with you, let me know in the comments below. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next one. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next, is if you're not already subscribed to The Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.